Welcome to A Movable Feast, recording live from Paris. And it's fitting, too. Released in 1964, Ernest Hemingway's iconic memoir, A Movable Feast, chronicles his years as an expat writer in 1920s Paris. He explores the nuance of life through the lens of the city, and at times, alongside his contemporaries. Now, a century later, the world is more accessible than ever. The entire planet is Hemingway's Paris. These are my escapades as a globetrotting photographer in the modern world. So, who am I? I am Anderson, an American-born Midwesterner who, at 19, left the typical college-to-corporate path for a more artistic adventure. I hit the skies armed only with my camera, a very large backpack, and trusty leather jacket. A lot has happened since then, and I still find it incredible the brands and celebrities I've gotten to work with, like Matt Cosmetics, Pinterest, Mariah Carey, Cindy Crawford, and many more. Growing my skill set to not only capture images, but manage the logistics and sometimes big budgets behind them. These days, short form content is king. However, this show is not that. It's more true to who I am as an artist and storyteller. Some ideas will be deep, and some will be silly that naturally turn out to be deep. All rich in quality and narrative, reminding us all that going with the flow can lead to life's most impactful moments. We'll leave the bite-sized content to TikTok and my other social platforms, which you can follow in the show notes. Throughout the show, I'll be bringing on a variety of guests from my stories, in more countries than you can count. To be part of the conversation, check out the Discord server linked in the podcast notes. Share advice, inspiration, or maybe reminisce on your own travel memories. And follow me on socials at ThatStylishNerd to keep track of the journey. Welcome to A Movable Feast. Well, a modern, movable feast, where most anyone is welcome at the table, including you. The thing I remember most is a green tree, which sat in the small window of the apartment living room I slept in that summer. Not the bustling street cafes, burn espresso, or beautiful architecture but the textured green wall of leaf, which unfolded out through the large square window with the shutters rolled in. In the morning, it would ignite bright yellow, moving through hues of chartreuse, and in the afternoon, a deep emerald as the sun passed behind the building. And just when you thought it was lost around dusk, it would ignite again. In those summer days in the city of light, night would only fall at 10 p.m., as the city came to life. If you trace the etymology back, you'll probably find a few meanings about the Age of Enlightenment or gas lanterns on the streets. But I think that's a decision one must come to on their own. As a broke and broken-hearted young person, that green torch was the light which guided me as I'd watch it fade aimlessly throughout the day. But how is Paris a city of light without being a city of darkness? Sometimes we often forget is that the two complement each other. The real city is dirty and sexy, a cruising grounds behind beautiful manicured hedges in the gardens of the Louvre, and blazing apricot gems, which are perhaps devilish enough themselves.
and just as lovely in the rain. Contemplation is best suited in busy city streets, watching strangers pass by. These things have strangely always given me comfort because I find we hold on to easy comforts. They allow us to be ourselves. But the reality is, being alone somewhere strange allows the emptiness of not knowing to be filling. Finding alter egos in the emptiness because space is necessary to house the ideas and objects of the environment to be complete. But perhaps Hemingway put it best, finding it easier to write about Michigan while in Paris. Or if we're going through the classical writers, Fitzgerald, who makes his own appearance in the original A Movable Feast. I think it was Gatsby about how the most intimate parties are the ones with the most people. Of course, from the eyes of a photographer, Paris is a beautiful city of light, crisp and bright. My photography mentor Simone showed me this, the light of different cities. He said that clients looked in your portfolio to see how you'd interact in different environments. And this is easy enough to see. London is soft and muted. Paris, clear and bright. Milano has a certain elegance to it, but with a pop of warmth and color only Italy can bring. And it's a reflection of this idea, experiences creating reality, at the basic level at least. Let's say from the equator, biodiversity, color, climate, transforming to culture, cuisine, and architecture, and even further, the temperament of the people who live there. So if that's true, how complex does it get? Many artists work from emotion as a catharsis, but for me, it's always been uncovering the emotion that already exists, getting out of your own way. To articulate the abstract sense of beauty, we all recognize, but cannot describe, in words at least, but through motion and symbols are possible. It's a bit unfair, actually. The best ideas, they always seem like they're stolen. As you sit there at the cafe table writing or on set behind the camera, they are almost gifts from God. The moment where technical skill meets inspiration. So in that way, sitting in Paris, this city of light, enlightenment, it's very fitting that the idea came to me this spring or uncovered itself from something, some experience, which had been in my subconscious for a long time. I've often thought of having a large feast down a long, dark oak table, somewhere outdoors with candlelight and good music drifting through the trees, where I would invite all my friends, who of course none know each other. To this day, I'm the best plus one many from different paths of life completely, or scattered out across the globe. And I'd always imagine the conversations would be epic, with the insights gleaned from all the shared stories, diversity in age, gender, culture, nationality, class, temperament, learning in the end, it's really all the same. And in a way, in that way, 
in a world where we can travel so much, it's not possible that Paris is the only movable feast. Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of A Movable Feast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out all the links in the show notes to keep in touch with myself and my guests. Until next time.